Today's workplaces have evolved and grown since our grandparents' time, or even our parents' time since they entered the workforce. Here are some of the most common challenges that managers are facing in today's modern workplace. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Inbound Academy, brought to you by Risen. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Lambert. Will is joining me today, but not in the studio this time, as we are practicing safe social distancing concerning the uh, current worldwide uh, health situation that we're faced with. So, Will, thanks for joining us remotely. How are you holding up? Hey, Jeff. Thanks for your time. I'm doing good here, uh, practicing social distance, like you said. and. Um, I mean, obviously, as an organization, you know, we all work remote. So this, for us, at least, is pretty business as usual. Uh, but doing good. That's good. Thank you. We're I very mean, lucky to be in, in this country, period. It's true. Uh, people have it a lot worse. The fact that we can even connect digitally like this and continue doing the podcast, you know, it's kind of a testament to the ability for us to keep things going, not only as, you know, in this country, but just with this company. So. Um, I'm thankful for all of our listeners who are joining us today. We are going to continue bringing you the same content and the same services that we continue to bring you here at Risen, uh, regardless of the situation that we currently find ourselves in. Uh, I know we're committed to that, wouldn't you say, Will? Absolutely. So why don't we go ahead and jump into our topic today? A lot of our client base, people that we speak to here at Risen, are marketing managers, people who are in positions of overseeing staff, uh, that carry out different uh, uh, workflows that have to do with running a marketing firm or agency. So overall, Will, I think that you know we look at the situation today across any industry, but including marketing, of course, and that's the one we want to speak to. There's a generational shift happening where we have people that are exiting the workforce who are used to more traditional management styles and technologies to uh, new ways to be able to do business. And marketing managers, they have to adjust, right? I mean, can you go over uh, what are some changes that marketing departments are seeing? How are things evolving on the ground? Well, more than just marketing departments, I'm seeing overall organizations move to using video conference technology. Uh, They're using more collaboration software like Slack. You have also, um, you know, a a lot of of, of people starting to, to get familiar with technology that that they weren't used to before um you know and and overall i i guess you can say that the 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 rigid structure employee managers is going to change because of all this you know cubicles and isolated teams are they're going to go away um you know there's there's going to be more collaboration more trust um you're going to see more systems in place to monitor metrics like salespeople, phone calls uh for maybe people who do operations logging their time uh, and you know that's that it's it's, it's gonna i think it's, it's after we get through all this it's going to to make us better and stronger i i, I had to drive to to purchase groceries yesterday um and i noticed a lot less traffic you know you see reports of less pollution overall mm-hmm. um you know there's there's really um there's there's really a lot that's that that is going to change for the better in my opinion, there are definitely groups that are going to suffer, that are going to have a hard time. For example, my mom, you know, she was having a hard time just adapting to all this. But 
you know, I, I think if you're open to change and, and you know, and as long as you know, you're willing to help others, um, this could be overall a good shift. Yeah, the world is changing. And I think even because of the current situation we find ourselves in with this pandemic, people are changing how they, tra- uh, like you said, how they travel, how they commute, how they do business, how they handle even just social communication. Uh, and we're seeing the changes you mentioned environmentally, you know, we're seeing a pollution drop. I was just reading an article then in Venice, you know, for the first time in they don't even know how many years the water's running clear in the canals because the tourism level is dropped. So, you know, there's always, a, I think, a benefit and a drawback to when these things happen. And for some people, it's going to be a drawback at first technologically, because like you said, things are changing, strategies are changing, how we relate to each other in the workplace. But overall, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a good change. And uh, I think we're going to see that change too in how people advertise to audiences, right? Like, how do, we, yeah. how do you see that? overall changing too well i mean if you think about it people are not out are not out so you know park benches newspaper ads uh you know even radio commercials people are probably streaming music uh there's you know there's there's a lot uh, there's going to be a big impact there more people are online researching information uh trying to 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 learn and, and the way that companies now react to these people are, are it's, it's pretty obvious. Like you see, like on my Facebook, people are trying to sell me masks, right? They're trying to sell me weights. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, traditionally, um, you know, the retailers would, would advertise online, but now I, I think I was driving and I, and I heard a commercial for some attorneys, uh, some law firm. I was like, wow, you know, how many, how much, how many impressions did this, you know, law firm lose because of this less people on the road? How many people are just going to research attorneys online, for example? Um, so, so that this, this is going to be a big shift uh, to move people more towards inbound marketing, digital marketing, and, and just overall, uh, you know, a shift in, in consumer behavior as, as maybe even people who were not comfortable or, or maybe were a little bit more traditional as, as they become more, more versed on technology that, that mm-hmm. they're going to shift too. Agreed. So, and I think yeah. this means, you know, marketing departments and people that run marketing departments, do you think they're going to have to change their strategies and possibly become i guess more creative as to how they reach the consumer yeah yeah definitely I, 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 you know you you see that now where uh, marketing agencies you know are are tilting their leaders as they're, they're re- rebranding them as creative directors uh you know you have to think outside of the box especially when you you know when, when you have such a dynamic and fast-moving world where information is available for anything at you know at just the click of a mouse right or um, yep. so so definitely going to be a big shift um you know it's going to lead to new challenges um you know there's going to have to you're going to have to test the different things uh, more obviously whatever you're doing you're you should be tracking everything uh if you can't track it you shouldn't be doing it um and you know seeing how how your the different changes is going to uh, is going to affect sales and, and overall marketing results for you. So what do you think is going to be the, some of the challenges that people who run marketing departments are going to face? Let's start off with, you know, give me one common challenge you see coming up that marketing managers are really going to have to adapt to and get their staff on board with. So I, I think analytics is a big one. Um, just stats in general. Uh, you know, like how many calls are salespeople making while they're home? Uh, how, you know, how is 
the the website performing now versus you know before um, when maybe you weren't dependent on on web sales as much. Uh, you know you you know social how is how are you using social media now to to communicate your message as a brand and how are you engaging your your brands? So if, if you re- if you're not versed in in, in these different tools if you're not if you, you're not sure how to test the correct way you're going to be at a disadvantage and now is the right time to, to to get your training up and and learn all these things so if i'm a manager of a marketing department you know i've been doing it for 20 years maybe i'm still a bit new to using analytics and and testing my material and really looking at the stats to see how things are performing and trying to create that unified message for my brand, do you have any suggestions on where I could go to maybe get some skills development, some professional updates to be able to help uh, meet this challenge? Absolutely. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of sites. There's Skillshare, Udemy, U D E M Y, HubSpot. But I mean, you can you can find courses for pretty much anything on the on on there online. Uh, you know, you can provide that to an entire team uh, or department. Right. Um, you can hire an agency, for example, to help mentor and train your team to acquire the skills that lead to, to actual growth. That's another uh, alternative. Um, we're a firm believer in hiring experts and coaches uh, as needed. And yeah, those are those are probably the two best ways. You know, reading books is always good. Um, you know, taking tests, uh, uh, you know, to challenge you, what you know. Um, those are all important things that as a to, to, that you should implement to become more dynamic overall. Yeah, it can't be something that you ignore, especially from a management position. And you know, just to say, since I joined Risen, one thing I really appreciate about the company is there is kind of an attitude, a culture that we don't know everything and we have to keep learning. And um, we set aside time on a regular basis to be able to get together and update our skills and. Uh, we put a big focus on professional development, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, definitely. You know, and, and it's you know, I, I was thinking, I have, I was thinking last night. I, I have a book that I that I was reading, um, and I I was thinking, wow, I I'm probably not taking enough uh, courses slash reading enough materials. Um, you know, and, and I, I everybody, I encourage everybody to at minimum, at minimum, a couple of hours a week, and that's that's too little, in my opinion. Uh, but you know you have spurts, but at least having the habit. So definitely want to instill that in your culture and and force people to a certain degree to, to learn. Absolutely, I agree. All right, so we talked about the importance of using analytics in your planning and trying to make sure that your staff is looking at the numbers as they develop their strategies and review their strategies. Can you talk about another challenge that marketing managers are facing today? And maybe we can talk about some solutions as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'd say another big challenge is sales and marketing are not communicating the right way, right? Um, you know, marketing puts out the certain material, uh, but sales is perhaps uh, you know talking about something different. Um, you know, leads aren't being properly followed up with, for example, that are hot. Uh, marketing is not sending the right leads to sales when they're ready, um, and you just uh, overall. Uh, communication between those two departments. And this is a problem that's been going on for a while. You know, so, so one of the shortcuts to this is to develop an SLA, uh, 
uh, SLA is, is, a, is a document. It's almost like a legal document between marketing and sales. Uh, and, you know, there's an interesting stat, you know, that I, I remember from Salesforce that only 54% of marketers say they're empowered to collaborate with sales teams, wow. right? So um, you need to really make sure that, that those departments are in sync. And, and, and that document is, is very helpful to do that. That makes sense. So you, you mentioned HubSpot as being a great option to kind of bring sales and marketing together. Um, what, are some, what are some ways that HubSpot does that off the top of your head? Are there some just things that jump out at you that make it easy for that to happen? So HubSpot is, it's a good, it's a good, it's a, technically it's a sales and marketing platform. Um, and it's really good for um, having the data. It, what it does is it has all the data for, uh, of, of a contact, of a prospect, whatever you or a lead, if you want to call them that. And, you know, it, it's, it, it has that collaboration between, within the same tool between both departments. So because it was designed to, to work with both those, those different groups of people, um, it, intrinsically, it gives it that advantage, right? So if a salesperson puts in a note, um, you know, the, it can trigger something for marketing to do, right? Or sure. marketing, if marketing is doing something uh, with, a, with a lead and, and the lead reacts, it triggers something for the salesperson to do, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's, there's just so many, I mean, I can't even think off the top of my head, there's so many things that, there's so many ways it works together, um, but it's it's uh, definitely a great tool. Having one platform where both can use that and you're playing off the same information, I can see why that would be valuable. Absolutely. So yes. I'd encourage our listeners, if you're not using HubSpot, check them out. You can get started for free on HubSpot, right? Yeah. And I think they actually have right now, they're about to release um, some free products within the next 90 days and some reduced uh, pricing for the next 90 days as well, or for a year, I think, for some of the things. I mean, I don't have the exact details right now, yep. but I'm sure you can find it if you just Google it online. Uh, also, you can also reach out to us if you need some help um, getting getting those products set up for you. But they're, you know, they're they're trying to, uh, I guess, empower people to to work remotely more efficiently, and and they have great tools for that. Uh, and it's it's interesting because. Over the last week and a half, we've been setting up a lot of these customers that have, not that they've had a version, but uh, that they've, you know, have been slower to adapt to the tools. Um, they've instantly uh, adapted them uh, and, and we've, we've helped them adapt. And there's definitely an increased workload because of that, but it's, it's going to help these businesses long-term. Um, and then for the short-term, it'll help them remain competitive uh, because they're offering these options, you know, and, and adjusting to the technology. And the needs of people. Right. And, you know, and I'll make sure for our listeners, I'm going to put a link in the show notes as I always do, how you can contact Risen if you'd like a little bit more guidance on how you can roll out uh, being able to use HubSpot to unify your team, as well as a link to HubSpot and some of the, uh, the upcoming deals you had mentioned to make it easy for our listeners to jump on the, jump on the bandwagon with us and using HubSpot. Why don't we shift? To another challenge for marketing managers, you know, I think outreach is always something that we have to think about in marketing, how we have to kind of change our tactics to match the current situation of how society, you know, interact with each other and how we can reach people. Do you have any uh, insight as to what managers could do to improve their outreach efforts? 
Yeah, it's definitely crucial to offer audiences more than just standard outreach and, and standard, you know, maybe just a phone call back, right? Right. Um, but I think something is like 80% of customers believe the experience a company provides is just as valuable as their product or service. Mm-hmm. So most customers already expect you to reach out on social media and send emails with sales and new products. And I'm sure you've seen that. You buy something and you get subscribed to their newsletters, et cetera. Yep. Um, you know, you want to start creating value with customers by creating experiences they wouldn't receive from your competition. So, I mean, I'll give you some, a few examples. I, I, subs- I, um, I order uh, cauliflower pizza dough, right? Um, and I'm, you know, I buy it direct from, from the manufacturer because it's something that I buy in bulk. And I, you know, I, I get personalized recipes for my cauliflower recipes. Um, I, also, I also order a certain brand of Jell-O. Um, that is, we found hard, me and my, my wife and I have found difficult to find. And then they send me coupons as well. They send me recipes. So, you know, little things like that can really help you differentiate, um, you know, create that value, you know, make the nurturing of the relationship more important than the sales. Um, you know, obviously, uh, I was just thinking of the Jell-O recipe. They were trying to sell me their, their, their Jell-O, uh, their, their, it was like a, it was a, a muffin. It was a muffin stuffed with pudding. That's what it was. Hmm. It's, it's, it's jello and pudding. So, but the, the muffin recipe, I had to buy from them, right? So I was like, eh, you know, like you're making me buy something else. So I, I was a little irritated, but I guess, you know, I can adapt the recipe. But, you know, they, they still provided value. They gave me a good idea. Like make a pudding stuffed muffin, right? So... You'll notice things like that, you know, really go a long way. Obviously, I, I got a little annoyed. Maybe I'm just, you know, cranky <laughs> as I get older. But, you know, it's overall showing you how, how they create uh, a relationship with me. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like uh, what I heard at one time. You want to create brand evangelists, like talking about a product you really like because they're sending you great content all the time. They care about the fact that you're using their product or their service in different ways. And you kind of like buy into the culture of the product that you're using. I think that's really important. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, just think about how you do it, you know, be tasteful, respectful, don't spam, don't be a pest. As a, I, like to say, I like to use that word, don't be a pest, yep. right? Um, you know, don't just try and sell only, um, you know, because people, people can see through what you're doing. They understand what you're doing. So, and it's, you know, it's, it's very difficult to stay in somebody's inbox because um, they can just unsubscribe from you. I mean, I'm assuming everybody here has an unsubscribe option, right? So yeah. that's uh, that's a given. So respect the relationship, just like you know, like if it's your wife or, or child, you know, these are people who who uh, you know you have to respect overall. Yep, I agree. Well, I mean, we have to realize competition is fierce nowadays because the the barriers to starting a, a, a business, you know, to, to creating a product is much lower than it used to be. So. If you don't treat the customer with respect, there's going to be somebody right behind you who's going to offer you know that experience that you're not. Definitely. Well, why don't we wrap up with one more challenge that marketing managers can think about you know, adapting to so they can run their departments a little bit more efficiently. Can you talk to us a little bit about measuring uh, analytics? We talked about it's important to look at them, but there's so many to keep track of. Do you have any guidance on what you should be paying attention to when you take that jump into really looking behind the curtain at how your content's performing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, um, uh, 
you know, this is a difficult question to answer. Um, but I, I, I mean, I've answered this before, uh, and I, I think the easiest way of, of measuring analytics is, is to obviously look at who is seeing the analytics. The CEO wants to see num- uh, sales increasing, right? He, there's, there's a different set of, of, of metrics that he cares about. Marketing managers maybe going to look at a little bit more details, right? Um, content manager is going to look at different metrics. Um, but I, if you want, if you really want to organize the metrics, you can organize the metrics by awareness stage. So attracting people, getting traffic. So how are your blogs doing gener- to generate traffic? Yeah. How are your landing pages doing to generate traffic? Right. So then you want to have consideration metrics, right? So how are are people going from attract to uh, convert? Right. How are the forms working? How are the calls to action working? And then all metrics around the consideration stage. Then you have the decision stage, right? And and seeing how all all your your your, your people are your leads are are moving through the decision stage. So I, I think separating metrics within each stage is is a, is a good efficient way to do it. Um, I think you need to be careful with how many metrics you show. Um, uh, you know, some people like to see analytic people, analytical people may want to see more metrics, but, you know, CEOs, uh, you probably want to be more limited, higher level type of metrics. Um, you know, there's, uh, no exact metric that you should be aware of, uh, that, that you should be reporting on, uh, that, that is always every single time, you know, critical. Um, rather it's, 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 it's a lot of them between each stage. You know, and going back to a point you just mentioned, well, there's so many to keep track of. It's going to vary based on the department and what your duties are. I think, you know, I think it's a good idea to keep in mind too, just like we talked about previously, there are professional development uh, courses that you can take that would show you like these are really good measurements to pay attention to if you work in this specifically. And there's agencies out there that can help you take a look at what you should focus on. So it really comes down to realizing you need it and finding the right resources to use would you say that's a fair statement yeah i mean you you definitely have want to look at materials out there subscribe to courses etc um and obviously finding a partner uh coach or training training uh personnel who, who can help you get all these metrics for example set up or to understand them if you have the budget for that yep that makes perfect sense and, and so just to recap what we talked about the importance of Paying attention to analytics, uh, if you're in a management position and taking a look at those, we talked about the importance of making sure that making sure your staff is up to date on what they're doing, making sure that you're collaborating with someone else, that you're creating a positive experience that's that's better than what your competition is doing for the customer, and then like we just talked about, making sure that you are paying attention to the right metric. Um, yep. o- overall, will do you think that? Uh, is this a hard transition that managers have to face in order to adapt to this new world that we're stepping into? You know, I, I, a lot of companies already have metrics in place. I don't think that's difficult. I think there are going to be some metrics um, that, that that you're not used to to, to looking at um, that they're going to have to start paying attention to. Um, you know, and it's going to, and it depends on the department, right? Um, you know, a factory probably has, uh, metrics that uh, they look at with regards to their output of their product, right? So that's already done. 
but you know how the people who all the marketers who are now remote what they're doing with their time you know what the salespeople are doing or other other personnel you know those are those are going to be new new challenges and new and just being able to understand um you know what they're doing and, and you know i think you know now that we're talking about this i i i I, I like the reason I say I think this is going to be for the better is because a lot of people can get the job done faster as long as the job is getting done within your organization and and your metrics are overall trending up. You know, people people are going to be more efficient. You know, and, and I, you know you can you don't have to necessarily watch their hours and like why didn't you put in eight hours? Because uh, we I think that's unproductive because people can can fake their time, for example, uh, or 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 lie. So as long as the job is getting done um, and you overall understand, you know, the, the bigger numbers uh, behind your organization and how that, how the smaller ones relate to it, I think you'll be okay uh, moving forward. That's a good place to leave off. Will you, you gave a good plug for our next episode. We're going to be talking to Nicole about communicating with millennials and Gen Z, these new generations of the workforce that are coming in and how you can work better with them. So yeah, it's a two-step process. You have to update your own skills in terms of how you're marketing and what you're paying attention to. And you also have to change how you communicate and how you uh, administrate to a different group of people coming in. So with that yeah. said, that's, that's a good plug. People turn into our next episode because we're going to cover another aspect of this. And, uh, well, thanks for taking time to come by and discuss this and you know, certainly stay safe during this time. And I'm sure we'll get together again soon for another topic. Yes, definitely, Jeff. You too. Stay safe. Stay quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> and to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us again for another episode. And remember, you can expect a new one every week. It's always going to be filled with advice that's going to help you grow your business. And remember, if you're looking for an experienced, friendly, and results-driven team that can help you with this growth, check out Risen by going to GoRisen.com. That's Risen with the Z. You can all follow. You can also, excuse me, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And you can search for us at the username Risen Inbound. That's one word, Risen Inbound. And for the people that have been tuning in every week and you're, you're loyal to the following and you've gotten to know, you know what muffin recipes Will likes and uh, the type of uh, bagels that I enjoy, you know, one way that you can help us continue to grow the podcast, if you can just take a minute, leave a review on the podcast app that you're using, it can be as simple as assigning some stars or as large as leaving like an actual written review. That helps us get in front of new listeners. And our goal is to help anybody who is in the business of trying to grow their business. But overall, thanks for your listenership. Thanks for your support. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.